Hey, thanks for joining us on the No Limits Church podcast. This is a place to get equipped to make a difference for the kingdom of God. So get ready to be empowered by this message. So let's go back to when Jesus was having his last meal with the disciples. They had all gathered to celebrate the Passover meal, and you guys know how Jesus started that gathering by washing their feet, right? And Jesus did this as an example. I mean, if the Son of God can wash our feet, surely we can serve each other when the job is even, well, you know, dirty and humbling. So then they had a meal together, and it was all complete with Jesus letting everybody know that Judas was about to betray him. I mean, talk about a great open conversation going on at that table. Finally, Jesus wraps up the evening, and he actually wraps up the previous three years of discipleship that he had with these guys by giving them one simple commandment. You guys probably know what this is. Take a look. It's found in John chapter 13. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So this final instruction from Jesus is the key to effective evangelism. It's how Jesus becomes an open display for the world to see. But Christianity as a whole has yet to get it right. Somehow we've modified this most important commandment into something that is now antichrist. And I know that's a strong word, but it's true. I mean, we changed it just slightly, and now it leads people towards a fake version of Christ, also known as the antichrist. Let me give you the woke translation of John 13, 34 to help you understand. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love everyone. Just as I've accepted your behaviors, you should accept each other. Your tolerance for one another will prove to the world that you're a good person. So let's contrast this with what Jesus actually said. He said, so now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. And your love for one another will prove to the world that, not that you're a good person, but that you're a disciple of Jesus Christ. So many people misunderstand scripture because they rush over it and don't take time to understand what's really being said. To get it right, we got to stop and we got to reflect. Who is Jesus talking to? Here he's talking to the disciples, right? If you're a disciple of Jesus, then he's talking to you. Who did he tell the disciples to love? Each other. You mean he didn't say to love everyone? How did he tell them to love each other? As he loved them. So what did Jesus do to reveal his love right before they had this conversation? He washed their feet. What else did he do? He revealed his betrayer to the entire group. So this new commandment is all about how the body of Christ interacts with each other. We are to serve selflessly, and we are to protect each other by calling out the betrayal. Yet somehow we got it all mixed up. The church now prioritizes loving the world over loving the body of Christ. But that's not how they know we belong to Christ. I mean, according to Jesus, if we don't love each other, nobody's going to know we belong to Christ. They won't think we just wanted them. I've yet to find where Jesus told us to entice the world with the gospel. To make everything comfortable and nice and be sure to relate to them by explaining how you don't really like the church either, but you do love Jesus. Well, apparently John knew we'd be tempted to do this, so he addressed it repeatedly in 1 John and then some more in 2 John. Take a look, 1 John chapter 4, verse 20. If someone says, I love God, 
but hates a fellow believer. That person's a liar. For if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God whom we cannot see? Loving God and loving believers is synonymous. You can't do one without the other. After all, we are talking about Christ and the body of Christ. You can't separate the two. So if you don't love the body of Christ, then you don't love Christ. That one's got to, like, settle in, right? It's kind of bouncing still. When I talk to people who used to go to church and don't anymore, I ask them why. And you know what the most common response is? Church hurt. The church hurt me. They tell about how somebody hurt their feelings or about how their sin wasn't accepted or about how the pastor wouldn't let them preach or do what they were called to do. So they stop going to church altogether. Not only that, but they tell everybody else how terrible the church is and how you can love Jesus without going to church. But the word of God teaches us otherwise. You cannot love God without loving believers. And if you truly love believers, you'll prioritize gathering with other believers, also known as church. I'm not saying you got to stay with a certain church forever. If your church is woke, you better hightail it out of there as quick as you can. But even if you're going to a good church and God calls you elsewhere, you need to go because God has an assignment for you. But here's what I am saying, and it's found in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. No more sympathizing with people who have experienced church hurt. I mean, that's got to stop. Instead, we got to encourage them. Hey, I see you were hurt. Let's forgive and forgive quickly and get back to the gathering because you need it. Especially now that the return of Jesus is so close. Plus, if you're wallering around in church hurt, it shows that you weren't really following Jesus anyway. You were following a church or you were following a pastor because if you were following Jesus, you would stick with the church because it's his bride. (laughs) Jesus loves his bride, so you stick with it. If you don't love the body of Christ, then you don't love Christ. That's why John reminds the church to love each other again in his second letter. Second John, chapter 1, verse 5, I'm writing to remind you, dear friends, that we should love one another. This is not a new commandment, but one we've had from the beginning. So I'm reminding you today to love one another. I've heard there have been some challenges lately, and guess what? There's going to be more. Why? Because none of us are perfect. The body of Christ is not perfect. We're going to say things we shouldn't say. We're going to do things we shouldn't do. We're going to unintentionally hurt each other's feelings. Isn't that lovely? But the Apostle Paul gives us the antidote to our imperfection in Ephesians chapter 4. He says, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. You have faults. I have faults. And that's why I choose to believe the best, even when you're acting a fool. And that's why I'm patient as you work it out, because I have faults too that I'm working out. There are two types of people who cause trouble in the church, and you're one of the two. That's right. We all do our fair share of troublemaking. First are those who are pursuing God, and they're learning to overcome bad behaviors, and they cause trouble along the way. But as they grow, they cause less trouble. I'm talking about everybody in this room. That applies to all of you. 
That's why we got to choose to be patient with each other and make room for each other's faults. Now, the second group, they cause trouble. The ones who cause trouble in the church are because they're betraying Christ by promoting sin and bashing the body of Christ. And just like Jesus did with Judas, we're to make their betrayal public and get them out of the gathering. None of you are in this group because if you were, I would have already dealt with it. Because I care about this group too much, the church too much to let that go on. It's not going to happen. But I am watching as many of you are working out your faults. And the main fault being worked on right now is being patient with each other's faults. You follow? All right. Y'all, we have to be patient with each other. The, wor- the enemy is working hard to destroy unity, and we must all refuse to let it happen. I'm not going to let it happen. The answer is simple. Be patient. Be humble. Remember, you have faults too, so make room for others. Extend grace as we're all moving from glory to glory, and that's how we prove Christianity to the world. We love each other as Christ has loved us. We serve each other selflessly, and we're patient with each other, and we protect each other from those who betray Christ. The best thing you can do for the world is love the body of Christ. That's how they see Jesus in us. Man, that was good, wasn't it? Help us get God's word out to everyone who needs it by partnering with us financially. Your generous giving is what enables us to make a difference for the kingdom of God. Visit nolimits.fyi to give securely online. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a message. And thanks again for listening. Now let's go make a difference.